Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. We are looking at the whole issue here in the first chapter of John's epistle concerning the whole issue of you and I having a relationship with God, a friendship with God. And what we are looking at here is something that really is a dynamic, almost on the level with a human dynamic of a relationship, but a dynamic of you and I having a relationship with the Almighty, the God of the universe. And so we've looked at different aspects. We looked at it starts off with a formal introduction. You have to be introduced to the person of God through the person of Jesus Christ. We looked last week at the whole issue that when you come to know this God, when you come to know Jesus, it will develop a different outlook in your life. You'll begin to view things differently. You'll respond to things differently in your life. Now, today, we're going to talk about another dynamic of the relationship, which is really a dynamic of relationships in general. For you and I to have relationships with one another, there needs to be an aspect of honesty and acceptance. If you don't have either one of those, your relationship is on shaky ground. You know what I mean by that? You have to have an aspect in human relationships where you can be open and honest with the person that you're in a relationship with, but you also need to have an aspect there where you know that that person accepts you for who you are. Now, where you run into problems in the relationship is where you can't be honest, and where something has happened where the other person can no longer accept you for who you are. The same thing is true in the relationship with God. With God, there has to be an honesty. Not so much from His part towards us, but from our part towards Him. We have to be honest in our relationship with Him. But there is a dynamic of acceptance, and it's not so much on our part that we accept Him, although we must accept Him for who He is. But what we're going to see in the relationship with God is the acceptance that He has towards us because of our honesty. So let's notice this passage together and see exactly what John is trying to convey to us concerning this issue of honesty and acceptance. Notice with me verse 8 of chapter 1. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So what we see in these three verses are the issue of honesty and the issue of acceptance that comes through forgiveness. So let's look at each one of those issues today. First of all, let's look at the issue of honesty. The first thing I want you to notice, we find it in verse 8, is the whole concept there that we need to be honest about our sin. We need to be honest about our sin. Notice what John says. John is addressing an issue that has taken place in the church that he's writing concerning the issue that some were saying that they didn't have any sin in their life. Notice what he says, verse 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. What's he saying here? He says if you're going to enter into this relationship with Jesus Christ, if you're going to enter into this relationship with God, you need to have some honesty on your part and you need to recognize that you are a sinner who sins. 
And you need to be honest about the sin in your life. Reminds me when I was a boy, growing up in Columbia, South Carolina, down the road from where my mom and dad lived was a mechanic, and he had like an auto wrecker yard. He had a lot of junk wrecks there, but he also did maintenance on vehicles. And I remember one time I was with my dad, and we dropped off a vehicle for him to fix. And so we were in his office, and his wife came out, and his wife went to a holiness church. And in South Carolina there, a lot of the holiness women, they had the honey buns on their head. You know, they had their long hair and they wrapped it up in a bun. And this is, I'm talking, this is summer. This is 100 degree weather outside. And she's got a dress on with the sleeves coming down to here. And the dress is you know, all the way down to there. And, and we, we were in the office there. And of course the office is air conditioned. And so I think that was her salvation because it was hot outside. And, and uh, she got to talking about her church and she got to telling us that she didn't sin. She had gotten to the place in her Christian life where she no longer sinned. Now, her husband was there who didn't go to church, and he's sitting there and he starts chuckling because he knows better. And so she looks over at him and tells him to be quiet. She said, that's not sin, those are mistakes. This woman was operating under a deception, and she wasn't being honest in her life about the issue of sin. And so John is saying to you and I that, you know, when we enter into this relationship with God, you are deceiving yourself if you say that you don't sin. You need to be honest about the fact that you are a sinner. Now, here's what happens, though. This is what happens in our normal human relationships. In our normal human relationships, if we hurt the other person that is in the relationship with us, we don't share, we're not honest about the sin in our lives because we are usually protecting ourselves or we're protecting the relationship. So if I have a relationship with Brad, and I've done something against Brad or hurt Brad in some way, because I want to protect the relationship, my normal human tendency is not to admit to Brad that I've done something. Because my fear is, knowing that Brad's a human being, that if I tell him, He'll drop the hammer in our relationship. And what happens is, is we do that with God. God, the relationship with God requires honesty from us, but we don't want to be honest because we're afraid of God. We're afraid of what He might do or He might tell us to do. So when I look at the relationship, the friendship with God, it requires for me a level of honesty, a level of honesty where I am honest about the sin in my life. Chuck Colson, you know, his book, Born Again, writes about his experiences in the White House during Watergate. And he shared in his book that one of President Richard Nixon's problems was is that he would never admit that he was wrong about anything. In fact, Colson wrote that he said that even when Nixon obviously had a cold, that is, his nose was running, his face was red, he was sneezing, all the symptoms of a cold, Nixon would never admit that he was sick. See, and that's the way we are. Even though we know, and the obvious signs are there, that we are sinners, we won't admit it. But the relationship with God requires that we be honest about our sin. And here's the, here's the other thing. The other aspect of that is, is that you and I can be deceived about our sin. We can be deceived about our sin. Here's what John says. If we say we have no sin, we are what? 
We deceive ourselves. We're lying to ourselves. We're, we're convincing ourselves of something different. And we'll make all kinds of excuses. We'll say things like this, you know, yes, I have an anger problem. And I respond very harshly to things, but you don't understand. I'm redheaded and I'm Irish. So therefore, that's my excuse for everything. You've met people like that, haven't you? Oh, here's another one. Oh, you know, I need to help out in that situation and give, but you don't understand. My background is Scottish, and you know how tight we Scots are. Oh, I came across to you very unfriendly. Well, I'm sorry, I'm German. We can get to the point where we deceive ourselves about the sin in our lives. Now, I've kind of shared with you some things that all of us recognize that they're kind of funny and we make excuses and we'll even say things like that. But the problem is is that when it comes to other sins in our lives, when we're not honest, we begin to deceive ourselves. For instance, like myself, I grew up with an alcoholic. He never could admit that he had a problem. And so you can get to the place where you deceive yourselves because you're not being honest. You could have little addictions in your life. But it's all just part of the process. And what John's saying to us is that if we say we have no sin in our lives, if we don't recognize the fact that we are sinners and we're honest with God about it, we can literally deceive ourselves into thinking we're okay. And let's be honest, I've been around church a long time. A lot of you have been around church a long time. We've met some dear saints who basically have deceived themselves, haven't they? Because they're not willing to be honest about the sin in their lives. They're not willing to be honest. And then finally, John tells us in verse 9 that when we are honest with God about our sin, it results in confession. Honesty results in confession to God. See, if I recognize that I'm a sinner, then what needs to be, if I'm honest with God about it, then what's going to happen is is that I am going to be honest with God about it and say to God, God, I'm a sinner. I did what you saw me do. And let's be honest, when we talk about being honest with God, it's a little bit different than you being honest with your spouse or with someone else because maybe they didn't see you do it. The issue with God is is that God did see you do it. God was there. And so when confession takes place, you're just admitting what He saw all along. You're just acknowledging to Him what He already knows. So it's not like He's going to be shocked that you go to Him and you dump the big heavy thing on Him and say, and He's going to say, oh no, what am I going to do? George has messed up big time. No, He was already aware. He was there when George messed up. And so when that aspect of honesty with God is I go to God and I say to God, God, I did what you saw me do. And listen, confession isn't this. We've been geared so much by the things that happen on TV and and different things and even our court system that confession isn't this. Lord, yeah, I did what I did, but it was was Lori's fault. Lord, you you don't understand. Uh, It was because uh, the kids were up all during the night so I didn't get very much sleep, and so I just wasn't thinking properly today. And Lord, if I had gotten enough sleep, and if you had quieted them down, it wouldn't have ever happened, but I, I, I did do it. That's not confession, is it? That's called passing the buck. But confession is open honesty and saying, God, I did it. You saw me do it. I did it. I acknowledge that before you. 
And so honesty results in confession to God. And so that's the whole issue of honesty. So if I'm going to have a relationship with God, John's trying to get me to understand that I need to be honest with Him. Let me just stop for a moment. Some of you here today, you need to start being honest. You need to start being honest with God. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like it either. I met with someone a few weeks ago and we were talking, We were, and it was one of those talks where we were talking about me. And, and he pointed out something, and he was right. And I didn't like what he was saying. And I didn't like what he was saying because he was right. And I had to come to a place where I had to admit that he was right. And I had to be honest with myself, which results in being honest with God. And so, honesty is a key thing in a relationship, isn't it? We don't like it, but some of you here, I, I know, because I'm just the same way. We've we got to be honest. We've got to quit sweeping it under the carpet. We've got to quit acting like it doesn't exist or acting like it's because I'm part Cherokee or something. Whatever that means. It's because... You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. And we've got to be honest with God. But here, here's the wonderful thing, because John goes on in verse 9, after he talks about the whole issue of confession, he then talks to us about the issue of acceptance. And that acceptance with God comes through forgiveness. So notice with me verse 9 before we look at what these points are. Because we've said this, I've said it too many times. You know, when we have communion, I mentioned this verse, talk about forgiveness and confession and all of that. But I want us to really look at what John is saying here to us. Notice again what he's saying. If we confess our sins, He is, that is God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's talk about that issue of acceptance here with God. First thing I want you to notice, what is he saying to us? We are assured of his forgiveness. We are assured of his forgiveness. What is he saying? He's saying, notice what he says, if we confess our sins, that is, if we have gone to him and we're honest with him, now notice what God does. God, he says, is faithful and just. See, now kicks in the character of God. See, God's not like you and I where we fudge and we hedge and we get upset with each other and we're, maybe we're in a relationship and the person's not been honest and he's done something wrong with us and we've got hurt feelings and now you know we're going to respond out of revenge or whatever or we're going to snub or we're not going to talk to them for three days or three weeks or three years, whatever comes first or last. The character of God kicks in and the character of God, John says, is this, that He is faithful and just. He is faithful and just. And what does that mean? That when He forgives, we are assured of that forgiveness. Because our assurance of forgiveness is not based upon you, because you're a sinner. Your assurance of forgiveness is based upon the faithfulness and the justness of God. Isn't that an awesome thought? See, my acceptance with God when I'm honest with Him about the sin in my life, is not based upon me. Oh my, if it was based upon me, I wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have a chance, would we? But my acceptance with God 
is based upon Him. Because He is faithful. He is just. And so, the assurance I have of forgiveness comes through Christ. Isn't that a wonderful thing? See, here, here's the thing. This, I've noticed this is how we pray. Because I've done this. We'll, we'll go to God and we'll say, Oh God, I've sinned. Please forgive me. And then you wonder if He's forgiven you. But I tell you, you haven't grasped it yet. John says this, If we confess our sins, what? He is faithful and just to what? Forgive us our sin. You understand? My acceptance with God has nothing to do with me. It has to do with Jesus and all that He's done. You understand that? You've got to grasp it. You've got to own it. It'll change your life. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I was saved in 1985. And it wasn't until about 10 years later, 1999, that I really grasped the truth of this. For 10 years, I lived in defeat. Even though I was studying for the Scripture, for 10 years, I lived in the defeat. I lived in the defeat. Lived in the defeat of wanting to know if God accepted me for who I was and, and am. And, and Lord, forgive me for this and forgive me for that attitude. And, forgive, and, and just wondering about God accepting me, accepting me, accepting me. And then I grasped the reality of the truth. If we, that is I, confess my sins. Notice John then switches it from me to him. And it says, He is what? Faithful and just to forgive. Salvation, forgiveness, acceptance with God has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the grace of Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? That should be so freeing to all of you today. Because even as I think about it, I think, thank you, Jesus. I don't deserve it. And so he says that we are assured of forgiveness. Now, that's not the only thing he says there about acceptance through forgiveness because the last part of that verse, notice what he says in the last part of the verse, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgiveness brings a complete cleansing. Forgiveness brings a complete cleansing. See, when I go to God, it says that if I go to Him and I confess my sins, He not only forgives me my sin, but He cleanses me. But what does that cleansing mean, George? He removes the shame, the guilt. He removes the stain of sin from my life. Wow! Isn't that wonderful? Some of you are so, you're living here with regrets from stuff that's happened. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, last week, yesterday, this morning. And he says, if we confess our sins, I'll forgive you your sins. And I'll cleanse you. Wow, isn't that awesome? That's, that's acceptance with God. Verse 10 gives us some implications. Look at verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar. And His Word is not in us. First thing, the implication that John is saying is this. He says this, don't deny the issue of sin in your life. Don't deny the issue of sin in your life. 
Don't be like these folks that he's writing to who said that they have not sinned. You know what? If you're breathing, you've sinned. And if you're not sure, we'll ask the people who live with you. They'll be sure to tell you what you've done. And, you know, ask the people you work with. Ask your relatives. They'll tell you. But see, the thing is, is we can be deceived about the issue in our life, can't we? And what John is saying here in verse 10 is, is that, look, don't deny the issue of sin in your life. Don't, don't ever think that it's not a problem in your life. And let's be honest, because you can get to the place where you are so messed up in your thinking that you don't think it's a problem anymore. But everybody in the wake of everything that you do knows it's a problem, but you haven't grasped it. Don't deny the issue of sin. Don't deny it because... The relationship with God requires honesty from you. Be real. Be honest. Be honest. And look, it's not like a terrible thing because why? His forgiveness is there. His forgiveness is there. Isn't that, that's an awesome thing. I mean, I can't think of a better deal than that, can you? So don't deny the issue of sin in your life. The second thing is this, the implication is this, that when we deny it, by doing so, we make God a liar. By acting like there's no sin in my life, in reality, when I act like that and say, oh, well, I'm okay, I'm perfect. I'm George. I'm, I'm, I've overcome. The reality is, is I'm making God a liar because God knows better. God knows that my heart is wicked. God knows that I have a sin nature. That given the right circumstances, the right situation, the right sequence of events, whatever it might be, I could sin. You could sin. And we all would sin. See, he says that. He says in our scripture that we are, are what? Is our hearts are wicked. He says to us, look guys, when we say that we don't have an issue of sin in our life, we're making God a liar. And He ain't a liar. He reveals what's truth in our lives. So what is the implication? I want you to notice with me a few things. Do you recognize that you're a sinner? Again, let, with this question, let it, let it sink in for a moment. Because uh, you, you may have been saved most of your life here. You may have been good Christian, read your Bible all the time, contribute to the church, darken the door every time the door is open. I mean, you, you, you're, you're, you're good. You might be a morally upstanding person. You've never, you've never killed anybody. Maybe in your mind you have, but you've, you've never killed anybody. And you might say, well, oh yeah, I know I'm sinning. No, 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 no. Do you do you recognize that you're a sinner? Do you you recognize the implication of that? That really what you deserve is hell. See, because you know we can be in the church thing for a long time and think we're okay. Do you recognize that you're a sinner? Now, now don't don't feel uncomfortable with that because you're in good company here today. Because that's the rest of us too. You're, you're in good company here because we're all just as despicable as you are and I am. So the question is, is that do you recognize that you're a sinner? The second thing I want you to understand is this. Recognize that 
God's forgiveness is there for you. It's not just for a select few people. It's not for the special people. God's forgiveness is there for you. I mean, if you recognize that you're a sinner and you're honest with God, do you recognize that God's forgiveness is there for you? Because I want you to notice, look with me at the Bible. Look at verse 9 there. I want you to notice when you look at verse 9, there is not a special asterisk that at the bottom is a footnote for everybody else but you. It's not in your Bible unless you wrote it there. See, forgiveness is there for you. Recognize it. See, but this, this is what happens. We, 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 we do fail. We do sin. But somehow we enter into that thinking like this is some sort of human relationship and we get into self-protection mode and we're like, well, I can't tell God because who knows what will happen. And we forget that He wants us to be honest and with the honesty comes forgiveness. So recognize it. And then finally, which is the implication, be honest with God about your sin. Tell Him. He's not going to be shocked. He's been observing mankind for centuries. He's not shocked. So be honest with Him. Say to Him, Lord, I did it. To all our football fans here, maybe you remember Thomas Hollywood Henderson who played football for the Dallas Cowboys from 1975 to 79. The New York Times recorded this in an article in January 1997. It said that Thomas Hollywood Henderson played for Dallas and on the field the first round draft pick starred as a middle linebacker. Off the field, according to the New York Times, he led a life of which he is now ashamed. A life as a crack cocaine addict. Coach Tom Landry eventually found out about Henderson's habit and within a few, a few days before Thanksgiving 1979, he fired him. Unfortunately, Henderson didn't learn his lessons. He moved to California to pursue an acting career and continued in his drug habit. And then finally, in November of 1983, the law caught up with him and he went to prison for more than two years. That was a turning point for Thomas Hollywood Henderson. He overcame his cocaine addiction and eventually moved back to Austin, Texas, where he began to work as a drug and alcohol counselor. He was clean of drugs and helping others get clean, but something deep within his conscience still troubled him and haunted him. He was haunted by the, by the fans of the Dallas Cowboys of what they would remember about him. He knew that he had to do one more difficult thing, and then 13 years after being arrested, he finally mustered enough courage. He wrote an open letter to the Dallas Cowboy fans and sent it to the Dallas Morning News, which was published in January 5th of 1997. He wrote, I had arrived in Dallas as a 21-year-old, wide-eyed, big-mouthed rookie from Langston University as the Cowboys' number one draft pick. I had a covert life in the fast lane of stardom, cocaine, and sex. I want to apologize to Dallas, the Cowboys, the fans of football, the fans of Thomas Henderson, and the kids now and then for what I did 13 years ago. I take full responsibility and have paid my dues. I wanted to commit suicide on many, many different occasions. What you thought of me haunted me. Time cannot heal a conscience. Only a sincere confession can bring that. See, that's what God's saying to you and I today. Be honest with Him 
about your sin. Tell him. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.